Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50% to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Fifteen minutes on the timer, and the subject is coronavirus. Yeah, coronavirus. So um, yeah, we came up with this idea because uh, we're in August, and we hope the worst of it's over. Uh, although we kind of are anticipating a second wave of sorts. But um, Chris, you you was you was quite you know you took it very seriously very early early on, whereas I didn't. I I was very. I mean, I even made jokes about it. Um, I just thought it was like. You know, it's the flu. You know, there isn't a, there isn't a vaccine for all flus. Uh, you know, there's 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 pandemics and and massive diseases that are ravishing countries all over the world constantly. Do you know what I mean? Like illness and disease isn't wasn't a big thing in my head back then. I, 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 that that changed for sure. But you took it very seriously straight away, didn't you? I did. I did. I don't know if it's just a case of following the right people on Twitter or the fact that I work in higher education so there was obviously a concern there with obviously having lots of international students um but it meant that I was exposed to lots of concern about it like very deep concern and so I think from quite early on I was worried uh, and partly that was because I was worried about the government response to it and that kind of kicked in when I realized that they'd been quite slow in responding initially like uh, we'd seen what was happening in Italy and it felt like we didn't take their experiences on board and, for example, lockdown more quickly. I don't know. I mean, I'm no, I'm no expert in these things, but um, it felt to me that we should have reacted more quickly. Um, initially, during lockdown, I, I felt like I adapted really quite well. I was working from home. Uh, what you know? One day I was working at work. The next day I was working from home, and that was it for four months. And I felt like I I adjusted really really well to that. Um, and 
being a manager, I was having to support other colleagues in getting used to working from home where their environments weren't as straightforward as mine. And we kind of all banded together and people were very supportive of one another and it actually felt quite nice. Uh, the problem came for me when my dad got unwell. So my dad, it ended up being a, a bout of pneumonia, which is you know not a good thing. But when it felt like the symptoms were similar to coronavirus, I was absolutely terrified. And I had a weekend of, I would say, quite intense anxiety where I, I thought my dad was going to die, basically. And I appreciate that there'll be people listening right now who have lost loved ones uh, or who have lost who have friends who've lost loved ones. And I don't want to be insensitive to, to those people because I know it's been absolutely horrendous. Uh, I mean, if anything, I can say I empathise with what, to some degree what you went through because the horror of realising that a loved one might die was just unbearable. And obviously the fear was hugely multiplied because hospitals were getting overrun in, in particular areas and the thought of having to go into hospital was was unbearable. But, you know, luckily my, my dad pulled through and... Um, you know, touch wood, he's in really good health now. And, and that's all been abated. But after that, I kind of got back into the swing of things. And it, and from a kind of well-being perspective, I was okay. I was going out for regular walks. I was having chats with friends. I found I was actually spending more time with my friends than I normally would, albeit online. Uh, the problem for me has been that I didn't see my girlfriend for four months because she was shielding. She lives down the road. She literally lives seven minutes walk away from me. And I've not been able to, or I wasn't able to hug her for four months. And it was mm. unbearable. And the, the first chance we had to actually have a cuddle was one of the best feelings of my life. Really? So nice, mate. We've missed each other so much. When was that? Uh, actually, it was on her birthday. So we decided on her birthday, which was 3rd of July that although she was still shielding at that point, we would have a mask on hug. <laughs> it was so good. And I, I bet, I bet. And and I wonder if your your relationship will be stronger coming out of this. So I've got mates, someone I know who's like split up during spot um, during lockdown. Jesus. Yeah, they. I don't know the full details, but yeah, they're no longer a couple. Um, and then, but but for others, it will be stronger. And I think for a lot of a lot of people. It's kind of flippant compared to to what you went through with your missus, and and certainly for people that lost people or, or, or people who were affected and got ill, and you know the stress that comes along with that. But for a lot of people and a lot of relationships, it was a test to see whether or not this is supposed to yeah. be. Because as much as you love someone, spending that much time in a closed environment together is going to be a test. And um, yeah, for for me, I was, I was very lucky because I didn't. There was no issue. It wasn't. I, knew, I kind of knew there wouldn't be anywhere. It didn't even occur to me. But for a lot of people, it would, it would have been a major test. Mm. Um, what, what did you make of all the clapping for the NHS? Is what, what did you make of that thing? Uh, I thought it was a nice community initiative. So it's a good opportunity for people to sort of see neighbours that they wouldn't necessarily normally see, and for people who live alone to feel like they're not alone uh, on that Thursday evening. Yeah, and also, it's that. like a show of respect for the incredible work that the, the nurses and doctors did. The only thing is, and we both know this because you interviewed someone in the NHS, the most NHS workers wouldn't want people out on the doorstep clapping. From what I could tell, they would, many of them would have wanted people to stay in their homes and not risk spreading the disease in any, in any possible way. 
mm. so from that perspective, it it felt, I don't know, a bit wrong. What did you think of um, uh, that? Obviously, the, the NHS was like a massive talking point beforehand, mm. before we, we knew mm. about this pandemic. Um, and it's it's weird that it will be very difficult now for Boris Johnson to not fund the NHS in the way that it should be funded. Like he may still go about his, a way of defunding it or privatising it or whatever, but it'll be intense political pressure, intense political pressure and, and the whole will of a nation towards properly funding the NHS that it would be difficult for him to politically manoeuvre himself in a situation where he could defund the mm. NHS or do whatever he, was, he plans to do with it and still be electable in the next general election. I just wonder if you think, like, in a way, in a sort of a very painful way, it's actually shown how important our health service is and how loved it truly is by by the vast majority of people who live here. Just wondered, like, the good, will there be a good thing to come out of all this, do you think? Maybe, maybe. I think um, it's very easy when you live in this country and have always lived in this country to take free healthcare for granted. It's just kind of an expectation, you know, I don't feel well, I'll call my doctor and I'll have an appointment the next day. Uh, I've broken my arm, I'll walk into a hospital and it will get fixed. They, they're things we completely take for granted and it's kind of built into our psyche that we should, but what we have to remember is that that's not a case in other countries. It's not as simple as that in other countries. In, in America, which is in many ways a very similar society to ours, it's completely the opposite. It's, you know, some people can't afford to get hospital treatment and that's not a, that's a horrendous thing. It's it's awful. And, and maybe this will make people appreciate um, the, the NHS a little bit more and the, oh, the horrors of... At times working as a as a doctor or a nurse or even you know receptionist or a cleaner that these people are at risk as well but um you know i've got i've got a friend who's a nurse and worked on a covid ward and he he's he's suffering now like it's essentially i think it's post-traumatic stress it's what they mm. went through these people who were saving lives and you know he had to make a facetime call to uh, I think it was to the children of a dying parent. He had to hold Jesus. the iPad up to allow the FaceTime call to happen. I mean, that's not something you get over quickly, having to watch that unfold and and feel like you're part of it and you, there's nothing you can do to help. That's, that's, that's a bit different to, like, allowing families to say their goodbyes. It, it, mm. it suddenly becomes a lot more stark. And the thing is that w that was not one-off. There were other incidents that were similar, and it's it's a constant, relentless stream of people dying from the same unstoppable virus. It was, yeah, just something I don't think people will get over quickly. No, no. And, 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 and generally... <clears throat> Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Generally, I think you know when we've kind of moved two thirds away through, where everyone was just getting fed up. Everyone was just, um, you know, you have you have intensely emotional situations like yeah. that, and then the general will and general mood of of the country, and it just felt like I think the fabric was beginning to break up a little bit. And one of the things that I kind of agreed with early on, where they said they wanted to delay a lockdown, was because they the scientists there was a scientist talking about. The, the fact that the country or the, the, the population won't be able to keep themselves locked down for that long. And I was like, that kind of made sense to me. Now, it's proven that, that other countries that have managed it much better than we have, they were locked down early and they were stricter and then come out of it much better, like New Zealand, for example. Um, but it just felt like that whatever that scientist said, it stuck with me because there did seem to be a breakdown that people were flouting the rules more often um, and then you saw the pictures when the first lockdown was the, the kind of was it Super Saturday or whatever yeah, it's called the way yeah, they, the beaches they talked about reopening at the beaches and then uh, London Central London the amount of people that were were out uh, I, I just think the level it got to a point now that, that it got to a point where people either didn't care anymore or they never cared in the first place and just started to go about their business. Um, what, what, what did what did you make of that? Uh, the argument as well that the economy was as important than the the the, the impact on the physical aspects of it, the, the people that it was killing. Yeah, I mean the thing is, the economy is important because if we don't have if we don't have money, we can't provide services. If we can't provide services, then people will die. But the problem is that. Lots of people dying, more people dying than is necessary, also hurts the economy because they're not paying taxes anymore. Uh, so there's a middle ground, isn't there? And I think uh, I think that taking on more national debt in order to save lives or prolong lives uh, is the right was the right decision. Uh, frankly, it's, I, I realise that's a, probably a left-wing view, but I, I, that's just that's my gut feel. I, I think in terms of a lockdown, you're right that we couldn't have maintained it for a lot longer. It was It's getting tough. I mean, frankly, I'm still in lockdown because my partner's still very understandably very anxious about going out anywhere. So, you know, we've been for drives together but and we're seeing each other in each other's houses, but that's it. Um, but 
I, I get it that people were getting to the end of their tether. The, the things that I think really hurt people were like Dominic Cummings, Cummings Gate, as it became known. Uh, that yeah. was a that was a real failure of leadership. Not so much what Dominic Cummings did, which was obviously wrong when he was he's one of the chief policymakers. Uh, but it's the, the the failure for the government to act on that. I mean, why did it? Well, you didn't sack him. Yeah, I mean, not even not even um, not sacking him because sacking him is a that's a decision to make. But defending the indefensible is the issue. Well, I, I would say if we're just talking about politics, is that the impact of losing him to the Tory party in the next campaign would far outweigh uh, the the fallout of keeping him and not punishing him. Sure, exactly. So, so it becomes a it becomes a, a political decision, a we need to get elected next time decision, rather than we need the country to do the right thing and stay locked down. So that's that's a decision yeah. in itself. Uh, I, do, you know, do you know what it is, Wendy, right? Is it, you just got to go back to what I said at the beginning, is that, you know, they, they're going to fuck up. They're all bastards. <laughs> so like, just don't let it make your life worse when they do. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And I'm sure... And then vote accordingly next yeah, time. Yeah, exactly. And I'm to be honest, I'm sure if, if Labour were the government, I'm sure there would have been fuck ups and things that I would not have agreed with as well. It's just course, that yeah. because I have very little faith in Boris Johnson, uh it's become yeah, it's kind of more exposing, isn't it, when you see someone bluffing and blagging their way through press conferences and, and cutting questions short and not being properly held to account it's uh it's frustrating yeah because you can uh, the, the, you're in a position where you can hold the moral high ground as well isn't it because it's not your company it's not your uh, party that's that's in True. power yeah so you can not only not only can you slam them because they're doing what you'd hope would be a, a worse job than the labor but they're also not labor so you can say well this is what you get when <laughs> yeah. you vote tory yeah uh which is quite a nice position to be in because you can be this, but it's also intensely frustrating. But like you say, if it, uh, I, I'm sure if, if whoever it would have been, someone in the British government or, uh, or you know British politics would have fucked. There was it no precedent. There was no precedent to deal with this kind of thing. We no one had. Well, that's part of the problem. No one had planned for this. You know, there there were apparently uh, groups set up to on how to deal with pandemics that got defunded. Uh, so some of the planning that might have got on was not done, but who knows ultimately if that makes sense. You can't predict it, the disaster. Yeah, it, exactly. It, it's that we might have, um, you know. Oh, we're getting deeply political as well, but our 15 minutes yeah. are up. 